Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Grand Bigs. Bigs time. Bigs. With Molly and Haw. Bigs time. The Bigs Report. With Brad Bigs. Bigs time. Bigs. His name is Brad Bigs. Brad Bigs talks football with you. Molly and Hall, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 to score. Brad Biggs is the football man of the Chicago Tribune, a longtime contributor to the station and a valued friend. And now joining us on the Circus Sports Illinois Hotline is Brad Biggs. Download the, Serpa, the Circa Sports app today. Big Zay. Morning, boys. What's going on? Well, I don't know if you've heard, but there's a little game we like to call the Super Bowl, and it is now right around the corner. Hasn't been like the kind of week where there's breaking news every day and you're waiting on somebody to get back from an injury. We kind of know who's playing and who they are. There isn't a lot of excitement. I mean, hey, there's time left. If anyone wants to do a runner in Vegas, you're running out of time, but hey, Worst things have happened uh, around Super Bowls. What, when you look at it, has been the big storyline? Are you buying this idea that there's a competitive advantage by having the Raiders practice facility for the Chiefs? Yeah, I I don't think that's a a competitive advantage. It sounds like 49ers uh, uh, practice field situation isn't uh, ideal, but – if 49ers lose Sunday night, I highly doubt uh, they come out and blame the practice, the surface of the practice field for a setback. Like, and it, Similarly, the Chiefs uh, aren't going to be propelled to victory by uh, hanging out at uh, Mark Davis's digs uh, over in Henderson where the Raiders uh, train at. So, yeah, not a lot of... You know, wild stuff this week, hoping that we can see a really competitive game to uh, push us off into the off season, where the Bears uh, have got a lot of uh, work to do and uh, no question a lot of interesting moves ahead that we'll be tracking closely. Brad, what aspect of this matchup are you most curious about as we get closer to kickoff? A couple of them. You can the can the Forty Niners get 
their pass rush going. They've got some really talented guys up front, and I don't think the pass rush has been quite what they expect of late because if you're going to get after uh, Patrick Mahomes on the biggest stage, you're going to have to be able to pressure him. Like There's there's no way uh, around that. So I'd, I'd start with that. Um, and then on the uh, you know Kansas City side, who are the guys that can step up besides Kelsey? Like I can't imagine the 49ers are going to allow uh, Kelsey uh, to, to beat them. He, he's going to make some plays, but is Rasheed Rice, the rookie, going to step up in a big moment? Uh, who, who else is there uh, for the Chiefs to uh, to make some plays? You know, I, I don't think it's a factor in any way, Brad, but there's been a lot of talk about Kadarius Tony, the injury, should he come back. I don't know that I need to see two plays out of Kadarius Tony to know that he can drop a football or pick up a bad penalty. He's had a terrible year. It felt like they did him a, a you know, a large by claiming he was out injured, and then he came out and said, I'm not hurt. Um, I mean, he ought to just – shut his trap and yet all hands on deck Super Bowl everybody you can get that can give you something is there any way he plays I'd be stunned if if he plays like you 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 can't have that guy out there uh when they clearly have got reasons to not trust him you know he he's got 27 catches this season he averaged 6.3 yards a, a grab and part of that's the way they're using him. But um, it, it, they took a cheap flyer on him when the New York Giants told everyone, hey, we screwed up. We drafted this guy in the first round, and he's a complete flake. Um, and it's, it hasn't worked out for the Chiefs. And I would assume uh, Kadarius Tony will have a third opportunity with another organization next season. <laughs> so where does this game come down to that you think will be decided, Brad? How how do you think who has the advantage and and what how will it be exploited? Well, I I I think it comes down to a couple factors. One, I mentioned can the 49ers get the pass rush going? Because if, if Mahomes has all day, you're in you're in big big trouble. I don't care who he's throwing the ball to. And then this is a really good Chiefs defense that sort of flies under the radar because everybody talks about Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey and Andy Reid and everything of that nature, but it's a fantastic defense. So how does Brock Purdy handle things? What is the moment like for Brock Purdy? And I think that's legit. Like we've, we saw Brock Purdy look awful um, in the first half of the championship game against the Lions and he, and he certainly played better. We've seen him have some moments where he struggles uh, a little bit, so thrust onto the biggest stage for the first time. What is that going to be like uh, for him? I thought he, I think he had a really really bad game against uh, the Baltimore Ravens on Christmas as well. Uh, where you with the remember, I think that was the game that sort of did in Brock Purdy's MVP uh, yeah. bid going into that weekend. Purdy was probably the favorite to be named MVP, 
and he was atrocious against the Ravens. So um, an AFC opponent with that he that he doesn't see as much crossover tape on that he doesn't face regularly. Uh, they've got another AFC opponent here, so th- that would be uh, my concern for him. Yeah, it, you know it's um, it's really interesting because I, I, you know, everyone's together in Vegas and people are wandering around. I've heard a ton of Bears talk. Uh, th- their situation and the quarterback position in the draft is one of the the great storylines that will be taking over after uh, obviously this game. Well, what does Wayne Newton think they should do? I mean, have uh, we gotten that yet? Well, I think he <laughs> thinks they should thank people in German. Danke schön, my darling. Um, but but our guy Joe Formby heard him earlier in the week, and he I thought he made a point that was very that was kind of amusing, but it was a good one. He basically said that he would love to see Justin Fields like demand a trade. That Fields has gone through this whole thing and he's waited, and he wouldn't it be great if he just finally came out and said, "Okay, enough of this." Trade me right now. Let me out of here. And and then instead of arguing about Caleb Williams and will he come here and all that stuff, we could have the Bears ostracizing Justin Fields. It'll never happen. He's too good a guy. He wants to be here. I understand that. But just from a national perspective, I laughed aloud when I heard uh, Joe say that. Well, and it's and if it becomes – abundantly clear and i think to most people who are surveying the action they understand that the bears are going to take a quarterback at the top of the draft but if it becomes abundantly clear to everyone else does a point come where he yeah that's something he wants to invite he uh he wants to facilitate i don't i don't know what direction it'll go i'm not sure how much uh, action they'll get for him if they go down that avenue. Will they be able to find a partner to trade him? I certainly think they'll be able to do that. Will they have a bidding war? I don't know. And, you know, how do you how do you maximize the value of a guy? You play one team off another. Now, sometimes you're able to do that with uh, shadows and ghosts. Like, you, you talk to people around the league and – hey, how in the world did this team get a second-round pick for that player in trade? And the reply you get is, well, they you know, they convinced them they had other teams in on it, whether they actually were or not. You know, one of the questions with his value is going to be uh, the contract, and I just I don't think anyone will want to pick up the fifth-year option. That's my opinion. And if that's the case, you know, you're looking at a – at a one-year rental, unless you want to then make step two be a kind of a Daniel Jones contract where, okay, yeah, you're out of contract. we got to make something happen here. Um, and you look, the Giants have total uh, buyer's regret with Daniel Jones. Right. Who knows what will happen with Fields. Brad, did you watch the NFL honors? And if so, can you explain to me how the Browns aren't representing the AFC in the Super Bowl? I did not catch the program last night, uh, but the Browns uh, certainly captured uh, some some 
pretty big awards. They got Coach of the Year. They got Defensive Player of the Year. They got Comeback Player of the Year. Um, you know, maybe maybe they should have turned to Flacco a little earlier in the season. Uh, although, yeah, I I don't know. Um, but interesting, the vote for Coach of the Year between him and D'Amico Ryan's. Right? It was a right. it was almost a, a dead heat. And you look at what, and you have total respect for both, right? Kevin Stefanski went through an unbelievable list of injuries to frontline players uh, throughout the season. D'Amico Ryans took over a roster that was atrocious a year ago, um, and uh, they do what they do with with C.J. Stroud. Uh, they've got. Both uh, rookies of the year, yeah, they had some draft capital, but super impressive. Like, you could make a big-time case uh, for for each guy, uh, and I don't have a problem with Stefanski winning, but uh, I wouldn't have had any issue had D'Amico Ryan's gotten that. I think when we when we look at those awards and we look at that stuff, the Bears in the, in the uh, Hall of Fame overshadowed all of that, and – you know, you wrote a great story about how they got to the team, and we talked about it. We, we didn't really get into uh, Steve McMichael as much. That was a little bit longer ago. He was a, a, a draft pick by the Patriots, I believe, and then uh, and kind of busted out there. They didn't like his personality. You had a good anecdote about George Hallis bringing him in. Hey, everyone says you're a bad guy. Keep it up, which is uh, hilarious because – I think you look at him and you look at, um, you know, obviously his health and where he is at right now. It, it's 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 kind of a beautiful story. Um, I, I'm really happy for him and for his family. But, um, you know, it, unfortunately, it doesn't come with any reversal of the horrors that have happened. So congratulations to them. And, and I think um, – be, yeah, it looked, uh, it looked like yeah. he had a lot of teammates over at his yeah. place last night, so I'm sure he sort of felt the warmth um, and the love from the family uh, in in terms of it being his, his moment. And, um, yeah, just it, what a story, though. Third-round pick cut before the start of year two goes on a Hall of Fame career. Now, uh it doesn't doesn't happen very often where a guy gets cut after a year yeah. and uh and turns it around and then Julius Peppers guys as you know evidence that the second overall pick out of North Carolina can can turn out to a fan, <laughs> turn into a fantastic player <laughs> I how long you sit on that one Bigsy well well played but can the bears claim peppers i, I mean i think that it's no, fair it's four, no. four, four seasons. He's, he's a Panther, but still. Yeah, he's a national yeah, I don't, entity, right? I mean, he's it, kind of everyone's. yeah. I don't think, I don't think the Bears have even attempted to claim Peppers. To they want to congratulate him, and uh, certainly the guys that played with him when he was with the Bears want to congratulate him, and they've got appreciation for him. Similar to you know the guys he played with in Green Bay. What was yeah. he in Green Bay for three years? Yep. He was with the Bears for four, but uh, 
he he was in Chicago long enough for it, it to mean something. He was, he was good uh, here. He was good. He was good. Oh, he was really good. And and they, they just kind of ran into a bit of a cap thing. Like right. the thing, you know, the thing I tell people that haven't seen Peppers up close and personal is just how big he was. You know, six foot eight to six foot nine, nearly three hundred pounds with those long legs and long arms. He could take two steps and and be in the quarterback's lap if if he didn't get blocked properly. An, an amazing uh, athlete, always answered the bell, always um, great in the locker room for for his teammates and uh, just just a joy to to watch. Selfishly, you wish he was with the Bears for more than four years so you could have seen a little bit more of him uh, in his prime. Oh, uh, just an extraordinary player. And, you know, the, the ability to play in the uh, in the NBA, frankly. I mean, he was yes. that big and that scary a guy that, that I think he would have had a career in the league. And he obviously played high-time, uh, high-level college uh, basketball at North Carolina. Brad, I, I'm curious about your pick. Have you uh, – have you weighed all of uh, weighed and measured and sized everything up to the point where you're confident now that you know who will win on Sunday? Yeah, I've I've gone kind of back and forth on this because I it's very hard uh, to to pick against Patrick Mahomes. Then I look at it and I say, well, you know, geez, Purdy's got all this talent around him. And they do have named players on defense, and Kyle Shanahan is as sharp as they come right now. That's why, that's why these teams with openings or coordinator jobs they've got to fill are looking for people who are attached to Kyle Shanahan or Sean McVay. Uh, but the, but then I just I, I go back to Mahomes. You really want to pick against him in this situation? He's lost in the Super Bowl previously. The time when it didn't look good, his entire offensive line was out. That's not the case here. Um, but guys, I'm, I'm picking San Francisco twenty-seven to twenty. Hope it, wow. and I hope it. What, what I really want to see is a good game, though. You know, like this is one where you you want to sit down and it, it. Three minutes into the third quarter, you don't want to be saying, "Well, is it, it going to be anything on later tonight?" This this it's not doing it for me here anymore. Uh, so. Hopefully, uh, it's entertaining. If the San Francisco 49ers win 27-20, to 20, what does that do to Brock Purdy's status as an NFL starter? Elite status? Where does he land in the rankings? Oh, I think he's already there. I, I think he's already uh, – look, look at his numbers. I mean, his numbers are extraordinary. Completed uh, just shy of 70% of his passes this past season, nearly 4,300 yards, 31 touchdowns. I think he's he's at or in very very close to or already in that upper tier. He's been terrific. Like and, and the people say it's the system. Well, I no, the system didn't make Jimmy Garoppolo um great. It it's uh, Purdy's been outstanding and, and and that's an awesome story. That might be the best quarterback story since Kurt Warner, right? 
Think about oh, it. Yeah, yeah. No, no doubt about it. But I, I just I don't want to put words in your mouth. I just heard Big says Purdy goat, not Mahomes. Is that yes, I think you said that oh, exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, you guys. <laughs> You guys have got some other shows that'll twist what I say, so uh, I don't need any more help. <laughs> great stuff, Brad. All right, thanks, Big. You're the best. Enjoy the game. Enjoy. Have a great weekend, guys. <laughs> you too. Did you hear him say that? I thought I, I, think heard, I heard that. Say it. Yeah, wow. Big's over his skis again. I mean, wow. You know. No, you know what? I, I I didn't tell you this, David, but the minute we uh, made our picks, I asked Brandon where he was going, and he's going Chiefs. So we got the four of us like-minded, and Big Z just picked the Niners. I would, I, I, I picked the Chiefs. I'm not back, I'm backing off that. I might bet the Niners just I, because all of us seem to be wrong. I fully expect when we report to duty Sunday at noon. Yeah. Uh, that you will have changed your mind because no. you will, you will have thought it, and now okay. Yeah. Or you're going to hedge your bets. You're going to pick on the air the Chiefs, but you're yes. going to bet the 49ers? I, I picked the Chiefs. I will, but I may bet the 49ers. That, that's a prediction yeah. without conviction. Um, thank you, buddy. Thank you. <laughs> I, I I think I had taken this year, I think I had taken the, the, um, the Bengals over the Niners in the Super Bowl. I didn't know that Joe Burrow was not going to be around. And I just thought Burrow yeah. could beat Mahomes, and he's probably the only guy in the league. And now here I am. Taking Mahomes and uh, Biggs tells me no, you you're on the wrong uh, goat. <laughs> when we when we come back, I want to I want to follow up on this idea about what Brock Purdy is right now, even before the Super Bowl. Brad surprised me with his assessment. Yeah, it's really uh, it's it's fun to think about. We'll do that. When we come back. It's Molly. It's Haw. It's Chicago Sports Radio six seven. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the twelve precious pieces of cargo they are. So. Let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Look, look at his numbers. I mean, his numbers are extraordinary. Completed uh, just shy of 70% of his passes this past season. Nearly 4,300 yards. 31 touchdowns. I, I, I think he's he's at or in, very close to or already in that upper tier. Molly and Hall, Chicago Sports Radio 670 the score. That is the voice of our guy Brad Biggs, and he's talking about uh, Brock Purdy and where he fits into the uh, hierarchy of quarterbacks in the NFL. And David, that surprised you. It did, and I think I'm guilty of maybe 
believing in the perception over the reality. And I think I wonder, I wonder what he will be facing if they don't win this game. And I guess that's more of product of experience or maybe cynicism. But I do think that when you take a step back, Brad correctly pointed out that the numbers, the numbers describe Molly an elite quarterback. He led the passer rate. He led the NFL in passer rating. 113. He threw 31 touchdowns, 11 picks. He led the league in yards per attempt, yards per completion. He's 21 and 5 as a starter. These are all numbers that that speak of and describe a guy. How do you use any other word but top tier, elite, whatever you want to use to describe it? Brock Purdy has achieved it, and yet I do think that the perception is. He's got something to prove in this Super Bowl. Um, yes, I, I, um, I think he's been really good in their system, and he was an MVP candidate, and he finished in the top five for MVP. So I, I don't know how you say that he that he hasn't had a great year. Um, but the perception seems to be that it's the people around him and not him. But the reality is he's sort of the quarterback's brain on the field and and does a really good job of doing exactly what he's uh, required to do. And has I think the problem, David, is strictly the comeback ability. They haven't needed it. They haven't uh, ha- they haven't relied upon it. And the the head coach is. You know, 0-36 as a head coach in situations where you're trailing by eight points in the fourth quarter of football games. His whole whole career. That is, yeah. So that's why the perception is that because they don't really have to come back and they haven't shown that ability, the perception is that they can't. And they did come back from deficits in both of the – of the two games against the NFC North. And that's because Purdy started to play much better at a higher right. level than he Later did in the, in the first game. half. Yep. And, right. and he will throw you the football. And he's made some erratic throws that he's gotten lucky with interceptions that were dropped. I think that maybe casts doubt on his ability to be as efficient as he needs to be against the Chiefs. And I want to be fair to him because I think we all loved right. his story as a rookie. This year, I did wonder at times – Was it the weapons or was it Purdy? The numbers say you've got to give him credit, but I think we all wonder what will happen in this game with the 49ers moving forward. Um, If he were to play poorly in a loss, I think that's probably one of the extreme outcomes, but I think think he probably has earned more credit than the way I'm describing him because I do think that he faces as much pressure as anybody Sunday walking into that building because of – what we're discussing now. He's accomplished a lot, but I don't know that he's gotten all the respect he deserves. I'd love to know what his take is on everything that's happened this week. You know, I'd love to just have a sit down with him. And, you know, the Super Bowl is an area renowned for idiotic questions and, and, and like, kind of dumb moments. Mm-hmm. And the famous, the most famous one is Doug Williams, uh, the first African-American quarterback uh, in a Super Bowl, somebody asked him back in the day, uh, how long have you been a black quarterback? I, mm-hmm. I mean, how idiotic can you get? Um, Jim Plunk- Plunkett famously 
talked about his parents, uh, you know, in very respectful uh, tones. His parents were both blind and his father had recently died. And some Philadelphia uh, columnist, like, needed clarification. Jimmy, was it dead mom and blind father or blind mother and dead? It's like the most callous stuff you can imagine. Earlier this week, he was asked if he's seen all the Internet stuff that he looks like Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah, that's over the top. What? That's he, over the he top. He was asked but, if he if he has seen this, and he was like, "No, I, I've never heard that." Does he look like Lee Harvey Oswald? Was that a joke? I don't know if it was a joke. It's not funny. He does look a little like John Harbaugh. I've seen that pr- pr- uh, promoted a little bit. That's he does look a little like that. But, but you he's know, so fresh faced. He's he, so young. He, it's extraordinary. It's extraordinary, and yet I think what he's done off the field, and you've seen him handled this week, is much like he's responded on it. And Steve Young told the New York Post, uh, I think in a story this morning, his superpower is his ability to process quickly. And on the field, you see that. And he's, things, he's, he's one step and a split second ahead. And I think off the right. field, he's able to handle some of these nonsensical questions, and he doesn't overreact. Brock Purdy is a young man who I don't, I don't think little I don't think much phases him at all. He's so young looking. I mean, it's it kind of I I think I I told the story. Doug Bryan was a kicker for the Niners, and they he went out, they came back, and they wouldn't let him in the hotel because he just looked like he was a high school kid. He was a kicker. I think this guy kind of looks like that. You know, I I think he's more famous. I don't think anyone's going to keep him out of the hotel. But he does not look like he's 21 years old. I know he's 24, but he's just, I mean, wouldn't you card him if he was in a bar in Vegas? Yeah, I definitely would card him. He probably has gotten carded this week if he's gotten outside of his hotel. I don't know how close of a, closely confined they've keep, kept those uh, players this week. He was asked about, obviously, he's planning a wedding. I mean, it's right. almost too good to be true. Everything about Brock Purdy is is somewhat storybook in nature, and he is – he does the right thing. He says the right thing. And on the field, he is he's predictable. And I think that's what Kyle Shanahan appreciates as much as anything. All right. You're going to need a pen. You're going to need some paper. You might want to get a, a, a pencil instead of the pen. Whatever you want to do, we're going to bring in Joe Fortenbaugh. We're going to talk to our man about the prop situation. And uh, there will be a lot of note taking required the prop situation the prop situation <laughs> with joe professor of props we'll uh, we'll talk to him next molly and ha on the score Molly and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Joe Fortbaugh will always be our man in Vegas. It doesn't matter where he lives. He can move to Connecticut, but we won't let it go. And Joe, a superstar all over the platform, ESPN, ESPN Bet Live on ESPN2. He does a radio show. He's the guy. He's, He's just everywhere. the man, and we love him. And, Joe, we are so Delighted to welcome you now. The Circa Resort and Casino Hotline features Joe Fortma and uh, CircaLasVegas.com. Hey, Joe. 
Hey, Joe. Big day, gentlemen. Big day. A lot of different directions we can go with this interview today, with this discussion, with this conversation. <laughs> Assuming we open with the White Sox season win total, we're going over under. under. How we play in the Sox this year? Yeah, yeah, under. Yeah. It's, I'll tell you under what, always. I was looking at yeah. that. It's the White Sox, it's the Rockies, and it's the A's. Those are the three at the bottom. And I was like, well, at least the White Sox have the highest win total of those three. We're, we're baby steps, boys, baby steps. Joe, how about we go props on Chiefs, props on 49ers, and then get your game pick? Yeah, let's do it like that. We got a lot here, so everybody settle in, pay attention. You're going to want to go back, catch this on the stream, catch the podcast, a lot of action. So we'll start with the Kansas City Chiefs. I've got, like, a bunch of different player stuff here. I'm going to start with Rasheed Rice, wide receiver. Two bets I'm making there. Number one, I like him to score the first touchdown at 11-1. to Okay, keep in mind. The Niners' top cornerback is Charvarius Ward. He lines up primarily on the right side. If you're Kansas City, send Valdez, Scantling, or Watson over there. Those are inferior wide receivers. Put them on Ward so you can get a favorable matchup for Rice, who's been very big for this team late in the season. The price is 11-1. to Chiefs start fast. Niners start slow. I like the price there. And on top of that, he's my long-shot play for MVP. I make one long shot play every year. He's 60 to one. Maybe he has a big day. I'm not saying he's winning it. I'm saying I got one long shot every year. He's the guy. So those are two right there. On top of that, um, I'd love to give you more Chiefs. As I'm looking at this, I got a ton of Niners stuff. I can't believe it. One other one I'd give you, Patrick Mahomes. I think we talked about this last week. Under 37 and a half passing attempts. All right? He went over this number in the playoff game against Miami and the playoff game against Baltimore. His team held the ball for around 35 minutes in both games. All right, but look at the Buffalo game. He only had like 23 passing attempts, and that's because they held the ball for like 25 minutes. I think this game closely resembles that game. Niners are able to run the ball. They grind the clock. You have a situation where he throws, he plays well. He just doesn't need to throw it 38 times because he doesn't get the opportunity. All right, let's get to the Niners. There's a lot of interesting bets there. All right, the first one I'd circle, and I'm not going in any particular order. I tell you, this is one of my favorites, all right? So if you're going to rank these in any way, shape, or form, this is one of the top ones. Brandon Ayuk, under four and a half receptions. Niner wide receiver. Here's why. He's going to draw Legereus Sneed, the top corner from the Kansas City Chiefs. Sneed is an absolute stud. Now, on the season, Ayuk's averaging about four and a half receptions per game. He's only gone over this mark in like half his games this year. So to get the five receptions, it's a 50-50 to begin with. And on top of that, he's got a great corner on him. In addition, if you're Brock Purdy, why the hell would you be throwing the ball to him against Snead when you're going to have great better matchups with Kittle, with McCaffrey, and with Debo Samuel? I also think the Niners are going to run the ball quite a bit in this game. So Ayuk under four and a half reception now Kyle Juszczyk Niner fullback two bets here over half a reception over three and a half receiving yards gonna be a great sweat here boys great sweat we need the big man to pull in one grab hopefully it's for four yards had two catches for 33 yards uh, in the last game against Detroit that's not necessarily why we're going with it we like the matchup here some of the sharp guys are on this one Juszczyk is a very cerebral player. We expect Kyle Shanahan to get him involved in this game. He was involved in the Super Bowl four years ago against this same team. Debo Samuel, someone I like very much in this game. Over 16.5 rushing yards. This one's sharp. Uh, Sharp guys jumped all over this at 13.5 and bet it up. 
I'd also play Debo to score a touchdown plus 175. He's going to factor in big here. If Legereus Sneed is on Brandon Ayuk and Kyle Shanahan wants to run the ball, this is the guy that's going to be the backup, essentially, to Christian McCaffrey, not Elijah Mitchell. You want to get the ball in Debo's hands. He's a dynamic playmaker. Scoring a touchdown is something I love in this game. He sees more targets than any Niner player in the red zone, and he missed two games this season due to injury. Think about that. I, I, 20 to 1 to win MVP, maybe sprinkle a little bit there because I think he's going to be heavily involved in the game. Uh, Niners corner, Charvarius Ward, we talked about him earlier, under four and a half tackles. Why? He's not going to see a lot of action. I think Rasheed Rice is on the other side of the field. He's going to be covering two wide receivers that Mahomes isn't going to want to throw to anyway. So that's going to be limited. And this is right around his season average. Brock Purdy over 11 and a half rushing yards. We've seen him running a lot more in the playoffs. Look, man, when you need to make a play, tuck and run. He did it in the last two games. I love it. I think he does it in the Super Bowl as well against a defense that's very good defending the pass. So that looks like the robust market for for props, I'm going to throw you one long shot because I know that people love a big payday. 40 to 1, no sacks recorded in this game. 40 wow. to 1, no sacks recorded in this game. Now, this is from Seth Walder. He was on the TV show yesterday. He laid out a great case for this. Mahomes rarely gets sacked as is. Niners aren't going to blitz a lot, they're only going to bring four. So if somehow Purdy and the Niners, who should run the ball a lot in this game, avoid getting sacked, we could be live here. This prop is listed at 40-1, to 1, but keep in mind, if you parlay this, if you parlay Niners, no sacks, and Chiefs, no sacks, you could parlay this up to like 100-1. to 1. So there are ways to get better odds on this. So play with your parlays and all that stuff to maximize the value, but that's the long shot worth taking. Joe, before we get to your game pick, what's the silliest bet you've made, whether it's on Gatorade or the Anthem or anything unrelated to the game action? I think the fact that I just came on radio and gave out 15 bets without breaking a sweat is silly enough right there. I mean, that, that right there is like, you're driving around, you're like, listen to this freaking guy. This guy's all over the place. Um, the, the Gatorade stuff is always interesting. I, I haven't played that. The way that market works, if you watch that market on Sunday of game day, some, sometime halfway through the day, late afternoon, early evening, you're going to see that market shift dramatically. Someone's going to find out what's in at least one of those coolers, and they're going to hammer it. Uh, my, my exploits with the National Anthem are well documented on this show. That one doesn't really work for us anymore. It looks like a potential Reba under, but there's no inside info on that. Um, but in terms of silliness, I haven't really found any of the goofy stuff yet. I'll give you one public service announcement. If you're betting the coin flip, don't lay juice. A coin flip is a 50-50 proposition. You should get even money. And most sports books are offering this now. But if they're offering minus 105, minus 110, that's a terrible bet. Same thing if you're betting the safety or the missed extra point. Those odds are brutal. I'll tell you one spot where the odds aren't really in your favor, but I still might dabble. If you can find overtime at 12 to 1, I would dabble in that. True odds are around 14, 15 to 1, but I think 12 to 1 for overtime. I'd be willing to take a shot. We got a really tight game here, low point spread. I, I, I'm going to want some action on that. And Scorigami's like 25 to 1. That means if you get a score that we've never seen in an NFL game, I don't know, like 12 to 1, something like that. Like the team wins 12 1, which, you know, good luck finding a 12 1 final. That's Scorigami. That plays like 25 to 1. You bet on that. You don't even think about it the whole game. And somehow if you get to the end and it cashes, 
boom. And if it misses, whatever. We'll make it up with the Brandon Ayuk prop. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, I, I mean, it sounds like you're kind of leaning, uh, and I, I don't know this, but I'm just wondering if you're leaning toward uh, the Niners. What's your pick in the game? Good instinct. I am leading to the Niners, making this very clear. This is one of the bets. I, I, I haven't even actually bet it yet. I will have the side come game day. It's one of the ones that I have the least amount of edge on, at least the way I see it. People are split. All the guys I talk to in Vegas, some are playing the Chiefs. Sharp Niner money came in around minus one. It pushed it back up to two. We've seen Chiefs money at two and a half. I don't think it gets to three. I look at the game. I, I, I look at this Niner team and I say this. They've won two playoff games, and they played like crap in both those games. Like, what happens if the Niners actually play a good football game, right? What if they finally put it together? What if Kyle Shanahan doesn't blow it in the fourth quarter? Like, that Chiefs team from four years ago was stacked, and the Niners had them dead to rights. It was 20-10 to 10 in the fourth quarter, and Shanahan's throwing the ball all over the field like a lunatic. Garoppolo misses Emmanuel Sanders down the field. That would have iced the game. He misses George Kittle on a third down. Like, the Niners could have won that game. And I look at this, and I think they're going to be able to get the running game going. That's what Shanahan wants to do. He wants to run. He wants to run the ball early and often. And that's the Chiefs' weak spot is the run defense. The idiots in Baltimore couldn't figure that out two weeks ago. So they're out there throwing the ball all over the damn field against a great pass defense, and they wonder why they're sitting at home this weekend not playing for a Super Bowl. That's why. So, yeah, in a long, angry way, because I'm so pissed off about that Baltimore bet, um, I, I'm going to play the Niners, but it's going to be a small wager. I like the under here, too, 47 and a half. I think the two teams are going to be running the ball, grinding the clock. Chiefs' second half unders, get this, 20 games played this season. The under is 18-2 and two in the second half of Chiefs' game. Now, I wow. like the Niners, so I probably shouldn't be betting into that, but those have been low-scoring second halves for Kansas City when Spagnuolo makes the adjustment. Well, that's great stuff, Joe. Should You're be the best. a lot of fun. Thank you, buddy. Have a great yeah. uh, Super Bowl. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end with this. Normally it's a joke. We're laughing, all this stuff. Final conversation I get to have with you guys. 13 years. 13 years. Molly, David, Dustin, all the boys on the board, Mitch Rosen. I love the fact that I get to work with you guys every year. More importantly, I love the, that I get the fact to speak to all the great people in the city of Chicago. I've never lived there, but you guys make it feel like home. I talk all the time to people who listen to this show on social media. You guys are the absolute best. So one final time this year for the people, go Bears. Yeah, thanks, Joe. <laughs> You're the best. God bless you, Joe. You are the greatest. That's our guy, Joe Fort. Well, I, I mean, 13 years. It's incredible. Wow. That is that's, something else. That's uh, that's Brock Purdy's jersey number and Taylor Swift's favorite number. I, How I, about that? Come yeah. On. And, he, and Big Z is also a big part of the Joe Fortenbaugh experience, and he knows oh, that as always. well. Yeah, yep. yeah. That's uh, that's great stuff. Really, uh, really enjoy talking to Joe. I, I, I'm telling you, you, the Niners, man, you could you could hear it coming. Mully and Haw, I'm betting on him, but I'm not. <laughs> Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, six seven of the score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.